Are you paying attention? Well, if you're multitasking, then I have some information for you. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Sano, and this is Michael Sano has a podcast brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness. Um, Go Honey Badgers. Um, And if you'll notice, if you're watching the video, if you're listening, you're not going to really notice. But um, if you are watching, you'll see that I am in a bright orange T-shirt. What does it say on the front? It says Gators. Go Gators. I am currently at the University of Florida in a master's program um, for applied physiology and kinesiology. And uh, this shirt, uh, which I love, was a gift from my wife when I got accepted to the program. Now, it is orange, and I am a large person who tans very easily, and I forgot to tell my wife if she was ever going to get me uh, a, you know, a Florida Gator shirt, University of Florida shirt, please get it in royal, because otherwise I look like a basketball. Um, anyways, thank you, dear. Thank you for getting that for me. All right, so what are we here for today? Um basically we're here to do a little myth busting um i love myth busting i love uh breaking breaking up ideas that have taken root that might not be beneficial to our overall mental or physical health uh we're gonna be just to give you guys a heads up i'm uh getting ready to do a an interview with one of my professors, Dr. Blaine Harrison, that's coming up real soon. Um, I'm going to interview him, I think next week, and we're going to go over five myths in in uh, in physiology and kinesiology um, and and nutrition. And uh, but I wanted to hit some of the the psych portion of it because remember I was talking about the total health triangle a couple episodes ago, and that's a big thing um that i've developed and i i really like it and when i put the word out we have this thing called yellow dig in the program and it's like a social media app that we can use through our uh through our our classes and i put the information up i put the episode up and people really responded well to it so um let me take a sip of coffee hold on real quick this one is for my buddy, uh, the coffee, is for my buddy Peter Madeira, who has followed me through all of my podcasting journeys. So there you go, Peter. That's for you. All right. Um, so in order to address the myth, and I did say the myth of multitasking, so <clears throat> we have a lot of people out there who consider themselves good multitaskers. They consider themselves able to attend to, attend meaning give attention to, uh, numerous different uh, things, tasks, uh, jobs, children, all at once. And it's been proven through numerous studies, which I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go over in this episode, 
that the concept of multitasking is actually it 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 doesn't exist and if it does exist there um there has to be some neuro uh component some brain component meaning you're outside the scope of normal brain operation which isn't necessarily a bad thing um but it, it in 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 the normative sense and when i say normative i mean proportionally statistically so normative um you can only attend to i think it's two maybe three things at a time i know that there were auditory tests hearing tests that were done and they found i think it was five to seven and i'm gonna have to look this up five to seven that you can audit auditorily observe but only two to three that you could really have uh recall meaning you could remember it so to start off with i have a ton of notes um and i'm gonna have a ton of notes because a lot of this is really dense information and what i'm doing is i'm taking the information and i'm kind of dissecting it ripping it apart into little smaller chunks so that you guys can manageably <clears throat> manageably absorb this information and use this information and then when someone comes to you and says oh I'm multitasking like my you know child or my wife says oh I'm multitasking you can be that jerk in the room <laughs> who says actually there's no such thing as multitasking so I'm generating those people I am so sorry for all the people who have to live with us um, but it's a good thing because I am at the end of this going to give you tips on how to be more attentive, more focused, and therefore, hopefully, more productive. So, first and foremost, before we get into multitasking, we have to address what multitasking purports to be, and that's attention to numerous different things so we have to we have to look at what attention is so i'm going to give you a couple of definitions and these are the oxford dictionary definitions and they're the current ones and it is notice taken of someone or something in the environment so you're seeing something in the environment or the regarding of someone or something as interesting or important in the environment so that interesting part is um, is important because <clears throat> when we're thinking about distractors we're thinking about things that distract us from what we're doing um, multitasking in its purest sense assumes that you are able to do numerous different things without being distracted and your attention, as I just said in the definition, the Oxford definition, your attention can be drawn to something. So the other one is the action of dealing with or taking uh, special care of someone or something. So you're giving attention to someone. But again, that falls back into the first, which is attention. You are attending to them. Um, the word attendance means that they are paying attention to you. They are giving you the action of attending. So 
that's the the normal hold on another sip uh-uh. sorry about that another sip of coffee my voice is a little scratchy so that's the normal webster's diction or oxford dictionary definition but the apa the american psychological associate or um yeah the american psychological association i do this all the time so I did an episode before where I was talking about the ISSN, the uh, International Society of Sports Nutritionists. Got it right. I went back and looked. And I'm always screwing up what these acronyms mean. I even do it on quizzes. So it's normal. Uh, <laughs> so if I get it wrong, please, please be just a little forgiving. So the APA, um, in their Dictionary of Psychology calls attention a state in which cognitive resources your brain the thing your your ability to reason think and function in your mind so a state in which cognitive resources are focused on certain aspects of the environment that's where you are rather than on others and the central nervous system is in a state of readiness to respond to stimuli that means you're going to basically all that means is that you are focusing on something and your brain is ready to absorb the information from it so um you know when your your parents say are you paying attention to me and you're really not you are thinking of star wars or you're <laughs> thinking of fields and princesses um or you're thinking of going to the moon. Um, no, you're not. You are focused on something inside your cognitive, your brain's environment, your imagination, versus something in your real environment. And that's also something that happens as we're adults, you know, um, daydreaming. So that's another thing. So attention can be internal and external, uh, meaning it can be inside your head. It can and it, it can also be outside in your environment. Now, with that in mind, um, we all know how difficult it can be to focus on things sometimes. And we are always looking for some supplemental thing to give us focus. And I personally don't believe that um, that, that is the cure-all and the way to do it. Um, it is my belief. It is my opinion. And this is all Michael Sano has a podcast is my opinion. Um, with some data scattered in to make my opinion sound relevant. Uh, that's honesty. That's exactly what it is. So my opinion is, um, attention is a trained behavior. Okay. So if we if we root let's say we're an imaginative imaginative kid and we develop this really dynamic world inside our head like say you're george lucas back to star wars and you develop this enormous universe inside your head um you're going to reside in that universe cognitively in your brain you're going to reside in that universe for a long time. Um, and because of that, you're going to, I believe, develop a pattern of internal attentional focus. 
okay? And I think by not exercising your external cognitive focus, your focus on the environment, it makes it difficult to pay attention. So I'm curious if there are some, and I'm just curious, uh, and again, I could be wrong. Um, I'm curious if there are developmental strategies for people who really have focus issues and if they can be trained to focus better. I know that I had to do something like that when I was in the military because when I was younger, I did. I had a, a really vibrant fantasy in my head about, you know, um, Star Wars came out, Battlestar Galactica came out, all these really awesome science fiction things. And it was really enjoyable to be there rather than in uh, my childhood at times. I didn't have a bad childhood. I just, you know, sometimes it was nicer to be there. And I wonder if I developed that uh, over time and the military sort of developed it out of me. I'm still creative. I'm still internally cognitively focused at times, but I know when to turn it on and when to turn it off, I hope. Um, so we're here to talk about multitasking, not my, <laughs> my childhood. Let me have another sip of coffee. Hold on one sec. All right, so I am going to give you a definition of what multitasking actually is. And there is a uh, paper that was called Definition, uh, Dual Tasking and Multitasking. And in it, it said multitasking refers to um, the ability to coordinate the completion of several tasks to achieve an overall goal. <clears throat> so that's from this paper. Now, the APA also has a definition um, in the dictionary of psychology for the uh the device the tool the thing that occurs when you are supposedly multitasking and that is task switching now according to the apa dictionary of psychology <clears throat> task switching is a procedure in which the participant switches between two or more tasks so you're doing one thing your, uh, and you switch to another thing. Typically, it is according to a regular schedule in experimental situations. And the usual finding is that responses are slower when the task switches than when the same task is merely repeated. So what the APA is saying, what these psychologists are saying, is that task switching that shift in focus from one thing to another, oh, I can I can mow the lawn and trim the hedges at the same time. It's saying that psychologists literally have sat there with stopwatches and said, okay, mow the lawn, now switch over to doing the bushes. Okay, now switch back to mowing the lawn. And then they've run another experiment that said, okay, just mow the lawn. Okay, now stop that. Now go over and trim the hedges. And they found that when you do one, stop, do the other, stop, go back to doing the one, stop, go back to doing the other, that it's it, it takes more time than if you just stopped, did the lawn, finished it, 
then switched over, did the hedges, finished that. So that is basically where the science gets in to kind of put the kibosh on multitasking and to show that it is really nothing more than a a myth and in a um in a study that was done in 2009 called mini multitaskers where they focused um their attention on on kids um to see what the multitasking uh what their multitasking capabilities was um they noticed they they said this like their adult counterparts Young people often believe multitasking boosts efficiency, but there's no such boost, says psychologist David E. Meyer, who is the director of Brain Cognition and Action Lab at the University of Michigan um, in Ann Arbor. People who multitask actually take longer to get things done, he says. Now, in research published in 2001 in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, uh, Meyer and colleagues, they found that people lost time. They lost time switching from one task to another. They didn't, like, it wasn't like they went into a time warp. It just means they lost time in the sense that it took longer to complete the tasks. The amount of time they lost increased significantly as the tasks became more complex or unfamiliar. So let's say you're trying to do something new. I want to train you on this, um, but also make sure you get all your regular work done. Okay. Um, you're going to slow down even more on your regular tasks, which are rote which are normal things that you do every day and you can do without even thinking. What they're saying is that the normal stuff you do will even slow down. Um, now, as a result, the efficiency of getting the task done is much less than if you concentrated on one task from start to finish, says Meyer. So, basically, it, it it's it's... You're wasting your time. If you're doing more than one thing at a time, if you're studying for two classes at once, you're wasting your time. If you are doing the laundry and cleaning the house, you're wasting your time. Um, actually, that one's kind of not accurate because what you're doing is splitting tasks and i think that's different multitasking is trying to accomplish two things answering emails responding to um different tasks that are required of you all at the same time um there are some things that you can do where you are splitting tasks and i'll admit that but as a whole multitasking is i mean as is evidenced um, doesn't work um, and splitting tasks that's interesting actually now I got to think about that because it or or I'm I'm biased on 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 the side of myself and I'm saying well I can do laundry and clean the house maybe I can't um, maybe if I, I should leave laundry just to one day but there's a time 
there, there, there's, there's the element of you put stuff in the laundry and you leave it and you don't have to come back to it that I think is more than, um, it, uh, takes it outside the multitasking realm. So I just, I just fouled myself up on my own podcast. <laughs> it's all right. Um, multitasking, not a good idea. Um, so multitasking also has additional risks and some of them are health risks um which i actually wasn't aware of and you're going to find out exactly what multitasking is as i read a bunch of these uh, a bunch of these risks off because i didn't do a very good job of explaining what a multitask uh environment is like basically what it is is it's um, answering emails while you're in a class, um, texting, uh, to keep like my wife does this in her meetings. She will answer emails or texts when she's in a meeting rather than pay full attention to what's going on in the meeting. Um, because there are so many, oftentimes our lives have so many moving parts. Um, I'm trying to think what else, uh, of course, texting while driving. That's, oh, I can do that. That's technically multitasking. Um, and we all know that it's illegal. Um, so I'm going to give you, according to Guy Winch, um, who is a uh, psychologist and an author, he wrote an article in Psychology Today, and he came up with 10 multitasking risks that are all science-based. Um, there's evidence that were studies that were done. Um, so the first one is multitasking is associated with harm, physical, actual harm to our brains. And there was a Japanese study from 2014 that used neuroimaging analysis. Um, and they found that people who were frequent media multitaskers, because we always think we can do that, um, had reductions in their brain's gray matter. That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying, specifically in areas related to cognitive control and the regulation of motivation and emotion. So that means basically we are dumbing ourselves down, dumbing ourselves down by, uh, by multitasking. I'm interested to see if there are any follow on studies to this, but I mean, it's, it's my literally <laughs> mind blowing. <clears throat> that we are getting less, we're reducing our brain matter, brain matter, our gray matter, um, by multitasking. Number two is multitasking can lead to memory problems. This goes back to what they were saying in one. Now, in 2016, a Stanford University uh, study <clears throat> that used questionnaires and performed four, four separate cognitive tasks found that chronic media multitaskers exhibited weakness in both their working memory. So where did I put my coffee? That kind of stuff, um, which is the ability to store relevant information while working on a task. So you know that, um, where did I leave my hammer? Where did I leave my screwdriver? That is related to multitasking. Um, and their long-term memory, the ability to store and recall uh, memories from, from a long time ago. So multitasking 
I, I don't think we have the resources cognitively. As smart as we think we are, we don't have the resources, the actual physical brain cells to do all of these things at the same time. And we kind of overload our brains, so to speak. Uh, multitasking can lead to increased distractibility. Remember, I was talking about that in the beginning, how things in your environment can distract you. You're going to attend to pay attention to things that pop up into your eyesight or that you hear. What was that? You know what I mean? Um, now, researchers in Finland in 2016 studied a group of people who were multitasking at home over a seven-day period and found that the more these people multitask, the more likely they were to exhibit what is known as behavioral distractibility. Now, they, they think that by responding to so many distractions, a person loses their ability to, to, to tell the difference between important and unimportant interruptions. And that's because they're attending to something, to too many things at once, and their ability to differentiate uh, between what's important and what's not becomes limited, uh, becomes hindered, becomes they become in it, unable to tell the difference between should I stop because this is important or should I stay focused and continue doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, number four is multitasking can make us walk into traffic. Now, researchers from NYU in 2008, they uh, they compiled information um, from, from 2011. Oh, no. This is wrong. Um, I'm reading it wrong. <laughs> so researchers compiled information between 2008 and 2011 and uh, on pedestrians in New York City. And um, they found that of these individuals who were uh, hit by a car, they discovered that 20% of them reported being distracted by a mobile device um, when they were struck compared and this was uh this is basically telling you don't text and walk around the city don't text and do things where you should be paying attention um number five multitasking was uh hurts your grades and the grades of others around you now, a Canadian study of multitasking in the classroom from 2013, they found that students who multitasks on their computers during a lecture, I was talking about this, they scored lower on their exams, but their classmates did as well um, if they were in direct view of them. And they did so by the same margin, meaning they failed at, or did as poorly as the people who were multi multitasking while they were in class um so it's why you don't like people um texting in the movie theater texting in meetings or or any of that stuff because it distracts you from focusing on what you perceive as an important thing to be doing another sip of coffee hold on one sec Number six, multitasking can lead to falling and breaking bones. So this was a Canadian study. Oh, no, this was a Swedish study in 2016. And they found that um, they studied el the elderly, uh, elderly men and women. And interestingly, 
they found that there was a prevalence of there were more elderly women who uh, had their gait affected, meaning they were walking in a way that would make it easier for them to trip and fall. Um, I wonder why the men weren't as affected. That's interesting. Um, but these women are at risk of injuring themselves if they're not focusing on traveling through space. Uh, <laughs> um, so they, 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 they've come to the conclusion that, that, um, uh, walking and texting are dangerous, just like the one prior to it did. Now, multitasking, they found, can harm your relationship. That's number seven. And a 2016 study by Brigham Young University um, asserts that smartphones create such an immediate threat of multitasking and distractibility that they are associated with relationship problems. They coined the term technoference, so interference through technological devices. Um, and it's causing their partners to experience significant reduced relationship satisfaction. Now, I can tell you uh, that that is true. So if I put something on TV and we're watching it and I see my wife, she is texting, I will say something because it, it annoys me. It's the time we're spending together. Oh, I'm just texting with my sister. Well, then I will pause it and we'll wait and she'll say, I'm sorry, you know, and we're good about it. Um, but it, it, it is a real thing. It, it absolutely is a real thing. Now, number eight, multitasking increases chronic stress. Now, there was a 2014 study of college students at the University of California, Irvine. And this study basically said that um, individuals who studied on their computers and also interacted on social media went to websites and all of this stuff all while they were trying to get their stuff done for school um experienced increased levels of stress um and and i i just it, it said it could also lead to chronic stress so something to watch out for if you're studying make sure you stick to studying but i'm going to give you a tip on that at the end so number nine multitasking increases increases depression and social anxiety um, in 2012 researchers from michigan state university examined the link between multitasking media use and emotional health and interestingly they found no relationship between media use and negative outcomes in the study what they did find was that more the more uh participants multitasks uh multitasked the more likely they were to report symptoms of depression and social anxiety so this is the, an example of a study that needs more follow-on needs more studying after there needs to be another study after this because it's one of those studies where they find something they're looking for one thing and they turn around and they find something else and since the study is not necessarily done on depression and social anxiety they can't come out and say it because it's related they didn't they weren't actually doing the study on that but they found that their participants who were multitasking um, were showing these symptoms so 
something to look out for multitasking depression stress of course like in retrospect it's one of those things where you want to say of course but you have no evidence for it and now it's looking like they're moving in that direction to find the evidence now multitasking makes you less productive and less efficient now in 2012 researchers from middle tennessee state university examined in if they examined if multitasking makes us more productive and efficient and the results um while not overly alarming did still demonstrate the exact opposite of what most multitaskers believe they revealed that multitasking actually made participants less efficient and productive so i've just finished telling you all of these different risks your brain could you know your gray matter shrinks um anxiety you don't actually produce as much so you're multitasking to try to produce more and you actually don't um a ton of horrible armageddon scenarios <laughs> so how do you fix this well um persistent cognitive refocusing that sounds like a bunch of psychobabble right i know um basically it's gonna it's gonna tick some people off just do it okay just do it basically persistent means doing it cons over and over and over again until you get it done cognitive means brain refocusing means bringing yourself back into focus so basically what you do is you just refocus and you consistently refocus now um a psychologist nando pelusi in psychology today he had this to say now the second goal is to get better at refocusing after you've experienced a distraction. So all of us experience distractions. For example, if I've become distracted, but I refuse to let it get me angry or upset, because a lot of times when we get unfocused, we're, uh, we're like, oh God, I'm trying to do this. I don't know how many times my father or mother said that, or my wife or my son have said that to me. Um, I can then practice returning to the task through persistent refocusing. Uh, you can remind yourself, it's too bad that I get so easily distracted, but I can still refocus. By allotting a five-minute block of attention, you can accomplish more than you think. So basically what um, Dr. Pelusi is saying is give yourself five minutes. Give yourself a five-minute block where nothing's going to distract me. It, it people around you may go oh gosh that's so rude no i'm in my five minutes you establish that boundary um practice focusing in five minute blocks and eventually you will reach a point where it gets easier to stay focused on task and to refocus without too much hassle you may never like getting distracted but you can still get much better at refocusing push yourself to work for a solid five minutes sometimes the material takes over and that's where you get in a groove and you're like oh i'm done and if you're unable to do this start over again anytime you get distracted just say nope another five minutes and treat it like it's not a big deal that's important very important 
because you can do this. You just do it. Um, I know it sounds simple. I know sometimes it's not easy, but it is simple and you can do it. Multitasking, I'm sorry, doesn't work. But persistent cognitive refocusing does work, but it takes work as well. So I'm going to give you uh, a couple of strategies. These are his um, and one of mine at the end. So recognize that external stimuli, distractions, don't need to distract you endlessly, okay? Um, give yourself a five-minute block of time to focus. Ask yourself questions about the material. What is the task I want to tackle in this block of five minutes? So remain focused for five minutes, but have a focus in those five minutes, a goal, so to speak. Distract yourself from distractions by taking deep breaths. So if you hear someone working on the road outside, take a deep breath. And then the five-minute timer starts again. Put up a post-it note in your work area to remind yourself to focus for five minutes. That way you're constantly reminded, five-minute window. It's my five-minute window to focus. Put a sign in your cubicle or on the outside of your office for others do not disturb. Why? Because you're taking five minutes to focus on what you need to do. In a pinch, wear noise-canceling headphones. How many people would not come and disturb you if you had headphones on? I found a ton of white noise or rain in the forest videos on YouTube that work wonders at helping you stay within that five minute window. I'll put a couple of them up in the comments or in the, uh, in the description. And this one is mine. This, this recommendation is mine and it is take breaks after 20 to 30 minutes. Cause you're going to build up these five minute blocks. I'm going to read for five minutes. I'm going to work for five minutes. Eventually these five minute blocks, you're going to get so good at it that you're going to be able to do it for an hour, half an hour, two hours. Um, but it is important to, again, cognitively refocus and recycle. So every 20 to 30 minutes, recharge your batteries, take a break, go outside, smell the air, check your phone, but then put it away and then go back into that five minute bubble. All right. Um, all right, that's it. That's all I've got for you. Uh, I hope you wouldn't, uh, that you've enjoyed this episode. Um, it was a lot of fun looking into this stuff. I learned a ton. Um, and I hope you learned a lot too. And I hope I hope I helped you. All right. Um, again, as I said in the beginning, this is brought to you by Sea and Land Fitness Co. So, uh, head on over to www.seeandlandfitness and pick up your honey badger gear. Uh, we got hats, we've got shirts, um, swim caps, because I swim, um, and all kinds of stuff. All right, um, go Gators. Thanks a lot. See you soon. <laughs>